On today's episode of Scientific Healing, you're going to hear... The masculine wants to get to the top of the mountain. The masculine wants to do the whole trail. And if completion is a given, then the masculine is looking at how fast can I do it? So it's fundamentally measuring based on quantifiable or linear things. The feminine more wants to experience the quality of the journey for as long as hiking. So uh, the feminine wants to notice the colors and the plants, feel the breeze and the sun on her skin, stretch her muscles and feel into the body, maybe have a great conversation with a partner along the way. She's measuring success by qualitative experiences. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Chopolis. I know the power of vibrational healing by combining physics and ancient healing arts to develop my own system that has helped thousands of my clients and students. When you're ready to feel energized at the end of the day after working with your coaching or healing clients all day long, even while expanding and growing your practice, Go to scientifichealer.com forward slash energize me or connect with me at scientifichealer.com forward slash appointment. My next guest is Karen Fritz, author of the bestseller Purposivity, The Feminine Face of Productivity. She has a superpower to see patterns in chaos. She is a master at taking an ecosystem view to maximize your ROI, which means return on investment and free free your time, energy, and attention. She applies big concepts and actionable steps and systems to get busy coaches and creatives out of overwhelm and into sustainable success. And I can tell you that systems are what saves me all the time. Every time I set up a new system, I realize how much it lifts that burden off my shoulders. So her fascinating exuberance about integrating diverse fields like tech and psych and quantum physics and cultural anthropology. Oh, I can't wait to hear about that one. Motorcycles and motherhood brings ancient wisdom to postmodern business. Karen takes a stand for transforming the fabric of our economic society through business as a force for good at the solo service level through sustainable integration of strategy, systems, and self-evolution. Karen graduated from corporate management decades ago and has learned what it takes to run a smoothly run successful seven-figure entrepreneurial ventures while being hired to teach on five different continents. I don't think I get five (laughs) for me. I think I hit four. I'm not sure about five. (laughs) So I'm so happy you're here. Welcome to the show, Karen. Thank you so much, Anastasia. I've been looking forward to it. Oh, so I know you're an expert in helping people, particularly women, create systems to save them time and energy. And you did something else before starting this. Could you share with us what that was? Oh, gosh, I think I've done just about all of the different things before this. Um, it's, it's really a matter of combining all the things that led up to it. You know, it's, it's the, the corporate work where I was in project management and working with computers and the degree in the neuropsych about how people and computers can work together, as well as a lot of spiritual study and ancient wisdom 
and being able to tease out those patterns and just watching people and how they tend to approach different problems so that they can all push through that or, or sift through that. That would be a better way to say it. So they can really be able to give their gift clearly. Yeah. So um, I know that women think differently because I was in a very male dominated field before, you know, in physics and mineral physics, and there were very few of us women. But when we got together, it was interesting as we compared notes working with all these men, how different they think and how how we have a completely different viewpoint of things. So why don't you share your viewpoint on that? You know, Anastasia, I use the term feminine to refer to the nonlinear, the more right brain or heart-based lens on the world. Um, if we were going to take the traditional masculine and feminine hiking, and of course, both of these energies reside in a given body at different times, right? So we're all in all of this. The masculine wants to get to the top of the mountain. The masculine wants to do the whole trail. And if completion is a given, then the masculine is looking at how fast can I do it? So it's fundamentally measuring based on quantifiable or linear things. The feminine more wants to experience the quality of the journey for as long as hiking. So uh, the feminine wants to notice the colors and the plants, feel the breeze and the sun on her skin, stretch her muscles and feel into the body, maybe have a great conversation with a partner along the way. She's measuring success by qualitative experiences. So the masculine might say, let's hike to the top of the mountain, where the feminine might say, let's go on a hike. And when we look at it in a business design, there's so much of the historical stuff from the Industrial Revolution that's based on this linear idea of time and consistency, predictability, efficiency studies. But the truth is, all of us experience time in cycles and rhythms. It's way beyond a monthly cycle. We have our daily cycles of ups and downs. We have the annual cycle of the sun as well as holidays. So when we look at it from a more feminine perspective, we really get a richer experience of ourselves in our business. That's really interesting. I was smiling so much because exactly what you're saying, we were, what I studied was um, materials under pressure. And when I worked with the guys, they just wanted to crank the pressure all the way up to see what they got. <laughs> and I'm going, no, 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 there's a bunch of stuff to discover along the way. Let's do it little jumps. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's just like, exactly. And then what happened is that they missed all the changes that happened to the material in between. So they would drive it all the way up. And I would say, no, there's four phase changes in between that you missed. So that point does not match that point, right? So the, so it's exactly as you described it. So, right. and all, and it's interesting that, that um, a lot of the spectroscopists mean they study fine detail, meaning they studied how vibrations change as you change properties, right? 
they were all mostly women. All the good ones were women. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, so exactly your description is exactly <laughs> my experience. And yes, that is quite exactly the difference. Yeah. And um, I, I think that women think more right-brained, which is matrix thinking, to see how everything fits in the big pattern right. rather than looking linear. And if you get a left-handed guy, because then they're having to activate the right brain, right? So the left-handed guy will tend to have more feminine qual qualities because their brains have to cross over, right? So they have to have a lot more communication. So yeah, I think, I think really that, you know, I, I used to say women and men, and then I realized, no, and it's not even effeminate, no. right? It's really about that holistic perspective mm -hmm. and the spatial aspect of it the intuitive openness mm -hmm. and artists, a lot of creative folks of either gender, of any gender, really experience this. So I, I think so, exactly. Just different from the old production lines. Yeah, and scientists actually are artists too. So you have to understand that we take four data points and create a big picture out of it. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of creativity. <laughs> A little interpolation there. <laughs> no, it's a lot of extrapolation. Uh -huh. <laughs> that, that's when you really have to get creative. The interpolation is the easy part. <laughs> <laughs> so who seeks you out and how do you help them? You know, mostly I do work with coaches and creatives who have their business kind of going. They're really good at their craft. They're mm -hmm. good at what they do, mm -hmm. and they have clients. Mm -hmm. In fact, they've gotten to the point where their schedule is busy. They're too busy to grow, and that's the point at which they realize, oh, something has to change, and I go in and find where their strategy, systems, and self-evolution are out of sync with each other or out of sync with who that person really is. Mm -hmm. And then when we remove the leaks and the friction, we discover an open growth path that really feels exhilarating. So that's what, what we're looking for is how to help that person uniquely find their path to be able to flow more of their expression into the world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So what's a typical result or, you know, from what pain point, right? So they're, they're getting so full, they can't grow any further because their schedule, you know, that's like me, my schedule is tapped out. And um, actually a lot of time, the off time is time that I need to recuperate because, um, you know, I, I work really hard. So I'm kind of like your ideal client. And so the schedule is full. You can't figure out how to grow anymore. You can't go to another networking meeting. You can't, <laughs> right? You, you can't do more on any social media, which is a really tough road to go. It's way easier to, to, to network. And, you know, there's, there's like, so you're all, so you're kind of sitting there stuck. So tell us uh, what the typical result is when you work with somebody who's in that yeah, that's, position. that sounds exactly like the gal who got me started. You know, she told me 
and with a beautiful work that she is bringing into the world. I love her work. And she said, if this is what it's going to take to run a business, I'm going to quit. And she already had a six-figure business. But she was so busy doing the mechanics that she had no time for her divine downloads, no time for her creative work, right? If she needed to have more and more time, it started to come out of family. It started to come out of self-care. And that's, it's just not sustainable energetically. So we went and we looked and um, did a beautiful diagram of her whole business flow from when people first hear about her, visually looking how they come in and how she serves them, the whole thing. And, and we looked at it and she's like, oh, wait, that's not connected to anything. And I'm like, that's right. Could you stop? Could you just stop that? <laughs> Right. So at this point, she has fewer pieces in her funnel because mm -hmm. we stopped the things that weren't really producing just because the experts said doesn't mean you have to be doing that. She has the right team in the right places to take over some of these things that she was willing to let go of little piece by little piece. We've leveraged her delivery models and built them into evergreen for the parts that could be leveraged. Um, and the outcome, she has no appointments before 10 o'clock in the morning. So she always has the morning to focus on her creative inspiration. Now she's poised to expand her working model across more audiences to make a bigger impact as soon as she gets back next week from a month off supporting her family and vacationing. That's the way I want to see it run. Oh, awesome. I like the idea of a month off. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's been even a while since I had a week off. I'm planning a, a trip to visit my son uh, in, a, in three weeks. So he's awesome. in Seattle. And, but, you know, it's not like vacation off. It's just visiting my family, my son and my grandchildren. So that will be excited nice. about that. Yay. I love it. Yeah. So... So, so you, you like streamline the system. Let's talk about those things that don't work because a lot of people will do, you know, a lot of people will do those things that don't work over and over trying to get them to work. <laughs> and, and I've run across this myself, mm -hmm. you know, for me, I, you know, they said, oh, sell a cheap product and then sell a slightly more expensive product. And then, and then you can sell them a big ticket item. And I don't need that. <laughs> I find that it does not work. No, most of us who are not commodities don't need that. Yeah. But it worked for somebody one day. And mm -hmm. that somebody was able to build it into a big business, mm -hmm. probably around the year 2000. Right? It worked in a time period. And what happens is as we become so good in our craft, because I also am certified as an integral coach, right? Mm -hmm. I've, I've developed the coaching craft mm -hmm. and we know that we don't know anything about that marketing stuff. And we're smart people. So we're going to go take classes. And then when the expert says you can never be successful unless you have a blog and you must put out content every single week, you have to be so consistent with this, right? We take that to be true. It was true for that person at a period in time. It's not necessarily that they're lying or scamming, but it may not fit us. 
I had a dear gal, Wanda, as a photographer, and she heard that she had to have the blog to be successful. Well, Wanda's dyslexic, and she knew she couldn't write, so she knew she'd never be able to be successful. The problem must reside in her. If she couldn't make that expert's stuff work, it must be her. That tends to be a woman thing. Yeah, that's and, really fascinating. I love this line of, of, of you know, this yeah. line of thinking because it's the same experience that I've seen. So many people are in a panic to spend and they'll spend, you know, to put up a good website with enough pages, you know, it can be five, ten, twenty thousand, right? And and I sit there and then they go, Why well, and then there are the people that try to sell you branding and they'll sell, you know, they'll sell it for fifteen thousand. And branding all it is is that you get a logo and a color scheme and a design and all of that. And I'm thinking like, what's that going to do for me? Yeah. I think part of it too is we don't realize that from a business perspective, every business has a development cycle, just like mm -hmm. children, mm -hmm. right? They're going to start out as toddler businesses, mm -hmm. learning how to walk and fall down and get mm -hmm. up and do it again mm -hmm. until you figure it out. Mm -hmm. Then you might become a child and a teenager business. Mm -hmm. Finally, it becomes an adult business that might need a high-end website, might need the big gun tools, but the starter businesses don't. And even though I've had multiple businesses in the last couple decades, this business starts as a toddler. Always. Mm -hmm. So it's always a matter to me of looking at what level of tooling and presentation is appropriate to me in my uniqueness, but also to my business in its life cycle. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. And then there's also the, the big dream, oh, you can earn lots of money online. That is a really tough road to go. Yeah. It's a very tough road to go. You know, people want people these days. Exactly. And, you know, I, I have to say that most of the people I work with, most of my clients, that's not that attractive to them in and of itself. Mm -hmm. If they have to give up their personal touch in order to go get that sterile online business that's evergreen and you never have to talk to anyone that's actually not what they're about. They're not about getting out of their business. They're about getting out of the parts that they dislike, which happens to be the part I love, get out of that so that they can do more of the heart giving. Mm -hmm. They want to be in there more deeply with their clients, not further apart. So the, the myth of the online millions Again, it's maybe appropriate if you want to be a commodity, but those aren't the people that I see out there working from their hearts. Yeah, and I think that that's actually now run its course. Like all this little information products for 47 or 97 or 190, all those little things, I think it's pretty much run its course. It's really hard even for people to fill their three and four day events. Right. This that's also starting to run its course. And the, mm -hmm. the best the best way is, you know, I all of my classes are live, you know, it's through the computer, but it's 
happening at the moment. Yeah. And um, I haven't been able to sell a class that I recorded and put together. You know, I put to, I put it together live and then I saw, well, you know, other people can come in and listen and get the same value out of it. But no, they want it live. Mm-hmm. So whether you do it in person, like, you know, having a meetup and getting people this way, whether you have it in person or you do it, uh, you know, via Facebook Live or via Zoom or however you're doing it, I find that people are really interested in connecting with you. Right. 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 Talking on the phone, somehow having a live person to talk to. Like I've, I'm always shocked even when I call brick and mortar businesses and I don't get a phone, I don't get a recording. I go, what? A live person? (laughs) 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 So fun, right? (laughs) People want to be seen. People want to be heard. People want to be met, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's that gentle holding space. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's they want to be met and have something to push against a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so recognizing that and being able to adapt to our different clients requires us to be fully present. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not a one size fits all. I mean, have you ever done exactly the same thing for any two of your clients? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> And somebody says, well, you could do group healings. I'm going, "Eh, no, it doesn't work so much. Um, I love the one-to-one touch. And uh, in in my, when I'm doing my classes, I also meet with them once a month, Mm one-to-one. So I get to know them and get to know what all of their, their inner things, like what's going on with them so I can help them the best. And And it feeds you. Mm-hmm. No, it's 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 designed to suit the way that you like to interact with people. And I think that I think that this is in general with women. Like if I'd go to a, a science meeting, so it's so perfect because it just really illustrates the difference. If I'd go to a dinner with a bunch of scientists at a conference, all the guys were always talking about the data. And I would go, How's your wife? How's your kids? <laughs> <laughs> You person, <laughs> and they'd go fine. Well, do you believe in? And then they would talk about whatever, whatever the latest theory is. <laughs> yes, yes, and and so for those of us who are you know scholars by by internal alignment, right? Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful way to interact. For those of us who are nurturers and gatherers, right? Then the group classes really are what feeds someone, right? I have several gals that really love like getting the group conversation sparked because they love what happens in a group that can't happen one-on-one. And so designing that in for them and then the systems to support that kind of a delivery model Mm-hmm. It's again, it's got to be customized to the person. I, this other thing that goes on, I call it being battered by experts. Wow, that's really a good description because everybody will tell you how badly you need it and that you're going to fail miserably without all of these things. You've got to have all of these things. Yeah. And, you know, I've spent a lot of money doing stuff that later I go, I didn't really need that. Yeah. <laughs> or or I could have done it with less. Right? Yeah. But because because you're 
you know, we get caught up in that whole sales process. And they make it sound like you're getting a lot more than you actually get, too. I, I think bonuses. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody says, you've got to have bonuses. I go, why? Am I not enough? <laughs> How many desserts do you need on the buffet? <laughs> Deli. Yeah. So, so that, you know, they want me to set up all these packages and I'm going, you know, I already go above and beyond. So I'm, you know, anything I've got recorded, they can have right? <laughs> <laughs> because nobody's going to buy it anyway. Well, right. And, you know, I use my library of recordings um, from things that I've done for specific clients. Like if I'm working on um, personal productivity and, and mm -hmm. task mm -hmm. management, almost mm -hmm. everybody can improve mm -hmm. there, right? The more heart-centered and visual folks, I'll put them in Trello. The more linear folks, I might put them in Smartsheet or Airtable. So I use a lot of different tools. And the truth is, at this point, I've gone through and done little Zoom tutorials for different clients at different times. Well, now, when I have a client come in, if that's a fit for them, I can just give them that one thing from the library. But they sure as heck don't want to go watch all the other ones. No, exactly right. You just want the one tool that you want, you know, yeah. that you know, like, and trust. Right. Like and I, you know, I use Trello, but it's kind of hard for me to use it because I keep everything up here and I put it all on my calendar. And so I go in and I go, why do I have to write this down? <laughs> so... Because you can't delegate this. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But I do delegate a lot now. Yay! I've been delegating more and more. And pretty soon I'll have a person to, to do some other things that I'm not getting done and nobody else is doing them. Right, so right. I need to have them for marketing, right? <laughs> <laughs> so let's take a little break right now. And then will we come back? So I want to remind all of our listeners, you're listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Chopolis. Today, my special guest is Karen Fritz, author of Purposivity, The Feminine Face of Productivity. When we return after the break, we'll dive deeper into a process and show how you can get organized and do it painlessly. You can actually do simple physical manipulations on yourself to change your mental, emotional state, release blocks, and even um, release things like pain in your body. And of course, the backup to all of these techniques, the backup is to work out also the spiritual, the emotional, the mental, and then relieve the physical. Um, I have a process that does that. We go through um, one step at a time and clean up all of, so you didn't, whatever condition that you have, whether it's mental, emotional, spiritual, or physical, whatever condition that you have, especially if it manifested in the physical, was usually years in the making. You didn't get it overnight, years in the making. One of the ways that I work is I find out when something uh, got manifested in your body like go back to that year and then rewrite the story uncreate the story redo the story so it's as if it never happened it's as if, <clears throat> if you imagine your life as a tree 
and here you are at birth and each decision that you make will create a different branch, right? So you have all these branches of possibilities and you're ending up somewhere along the branch. And by doing energy work, it's as if you did not make that decision and instead you made a different decision and you end up on another branch. So that's the way I view energy healing with regards to, to whatever your life is now. And the great thing is that we are infinite beings of light, powerful beings of light, and we can change our history and we can rewrite things and we can create whatever life we want. And I'm ready to have a conversation with you if that's what you'd like to have in your life, either learn it for yourself or to um, have me help you with it. So I have my contact information is scientifichealer.com forward slash contact or scientifichealer.com forward slash appointment. So you can either write me or have a conversation with me and I always answer the, you know, I always answer whatever queries come through. And I do it personally because I'm very interested in hearing out, hearing what you would like to hear. You're listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Chopoulos. If you are a healer or coach, you can discover more about scientific healing and the deceptively simple processes by going to scientifichealer.com forward slash action and download the action guide for discovering your biggest challenge or block to success. Before the break, we were talking to Karen Fritz about the energy-sucking problem of chaos in your business. Welcome back, Karen. I'm so excited to be talking about your process further. I'm loving it. Yeah, so I I know that uh, a lot of people are um, addicted to struggle and chaos. And the chaos, it, it can really sap your strength and your energy. I know that when I get motivated to start taking all the chaos out of here and I've come a long way. This office had no floor space because um, my daughter moved in three years ago and it it shrunk our house from supporting two people to supporting four. And it's a very small house built for only two. (laughs) So, and it was piled up to here and we finally cleaned it all out. And I know I felt like this, giant relief like this huge weight was off my shoulders I had space again and that I could relax into it and I just felt so much more energetic and um, I'm still working on the garage I cleaned off uh, three boxes last weekend and dumped most of it right (laughs) so so a lot of people are that way so let's talk about a really difficult case like a real challenge that you had and how you helped them (sighs) You know, I think for a lot of people, there's the equivalent in digital clutter, right? Um, And again, the one that's coming to mind is a personal productivity issue of noticing the first time that this client, Judy, shared her her screen with me as we were going to go in and work on something. And she had icons over her entire desktop, which... I never see things that way because I don't put things on my desktop. I was like, Judy, what is all that stuff? She goes, I don't know. I was like, that's true. She doesn't know. (laughs) Whatever comes up, she's just putting it on the desktop, right? So um, 
One of the things that I've realized in, in particularly working with nonlinear people, very visual people, is to have them draw out a tree hierarchy of their file folders is never going to work, right? They just, they, they, it's ugly. They won't do it. They can't really feel it. So what I did instead was to develop a diagram of a butterfly with two wings and all the veins on the butterfly wings. And I told Judy, this wing is your personal life and this wing is your professional life. And you have to have both wings to have your purpose fly. Now within your personal life, you notice there's some big veins that come out. Those are the big things, home, health, family, you know, travel maybe. And in your personal or your professional life, there are some big things, marketing, development, operations, whatever. And then of course, under marketing, you know there's other stuff. So I'm both talking about the structure and the content at mm -hmm. the same time, right, with her. And, you know, under marketing, you might be doing social media, you might be doing your blogging, you might be going to meetings. So you have these different areas. So together, we sketched out this whole butterfly with its branched wings. And then I told her to take that diagram and make her folders on her hard disk match that structure. And she could do it. And I said, now make your email folders match that structure with the same names. Now make your Evernote notebooks match that structure. Now make your Asana projects match that structure. So you have the same structure everywhere in your digital world. And you have a place to put your clutter. Wow. Simple concept. It's and really simple. You know, it's just like social media. You know, we, we tend to have a lot of them, but we have them all named different. Like your ID, and <laughs> one is different than another, is different from another. And then your banners are different and, you know, your pictures are different. So you're never sure who you're looking at, right? right. And so that, that just kind of reminded me of that. And yeah. Yeah. You know, the other thing that I see, especially with my gals, um, I'm thinking of Kathleen, who um, was a hairstylist and salon owner, and she taught over at the local school. And she had several adult kids, well, almost adult, they're in that marrying and having kids age. Mm -hmm. And Kathleen's a natural rescuer. <laughs> she wants to go in and make sure that you know, none of her stylists in her salon ever go under. So she's going to rescue them and help them out. And if her daughter needs some babysitting for the granddaughter, she's going to go and rescue her daughter for that. And what she would say was, at the end of the day, I've been really busy, but nothing on my list got done. Right. I, I know this is really, I know it's common because I've seen it across so many people, particularly women. And the truth is, she didn't have a list. She didn't have a list of her own. She had a paper planner she loved when she could find it. She had sticky notes all over everywhere. And neither one of those can be delegated. So when we got her into an organization system where she could see the things that were on her agenda, 
on her dreams or her purpose to get things done in the world, she could start to give that value and stand up a little for her boundaries and say, I'd love to watch my granddaughter on Thursday because today I'm doing this. I'd love to help you out with that in this situation because my list also counts. So getting it out and in front of her, let her see where her own pieces were instead of just the chaos in her head. Right. So a lot of healers and coaches are rescuers. We are people (laughs) that will put everybody else's needs above our own. And I totally get that. And sometimes I even have boundary issues. And I'm pretty good with my boundaries. But lately... Um, I've had to set some boundaries and, you know, so, so people, the rule is you can't set boundaries and take care of the other person at the same time. <laughs> the boundary is yours and you absolutely hundred percent totally need it because otherwise they'll just vampire out all the energy. They'll just pull all that energy out of you and then you have nothing left for you and nothing left to give. Right. And they haven't learned. Mm-hmm. Right? They haven't learned how to, you know, how to work on it themselves. And I think the, the inverse of that, right, the ability to set boundaries is also looking at that self-evolution, right? So Joanna came to me and she had a mentor who set her up with 20 or so different TV, web TV episodes. And then she had five different target audiences that she would run through a different series of emails, reusing the emails to get all of these people to watch the different episodes in the appropriate sequence for them, which is a lot of complexity. The issue showed up for her when her team didn't get everything done and she loved them so much. She couldn't just make them do it. Well, her identity, this wasn't exactly a boundary issue. It was a leadership issue. Her self-evolution hadn't opened up to actually contain more than her one person. When you go from one to two in your team, it's huge. It's really huge. And the same thing happens with people who get really visible fast. Their self-evolution doesn't keep up with their growing sphere of influence. They can't hold all of the attention and requests. So the, the strategy and the systems and the self have to grow together for that business to be able to sustain. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Completely agree with that. Yeah. And I know what's interesting is that I've talked and interviewed with so many people. And one thing that's really interesting is that if someone is rapidly successful in one career, when they move to one from one business to another, close one down and open the other one, they become rapidly successful in that one too. And so the same thing is that they have evolved to that point to be able to do that. And the ones that struggle in one place and then they move, they struggle again and they struggle again and they can't seem to break through that break through that ceiling, but really it's all about taking care of the self that just exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. It's not just setting boundaries, but you know, being a leader that is having to set boundaries. 
you know, you need to do this. This is your job. My yeah. job is not doing that. My job <laughs> is telling you to do it. <laughs> right. We right. used to call it work instruction, right? So mm -hmm. you give somebody work instruction and they are to carry it out. And that's, that's how the, the, the roles are delineated, but rescuers will try to do everything. <laughs> right. right. Oh, well, you couldn't get that done. I can, I can go ahead and get that out tonight for you. And like, no, no, stop. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So yeah. what is the biggest lesson you learned that to do over again, you would pass on to someone just starting a business? Mm. There's no end point. Right. It's always going to change and evolve because I'm always changing and evolving and the market and the world, everything is continuously moving forward. So rather than try to put together a perfect doomsday design and then build <laughs> the whole thing out, right? <laughs> what's really important is to get good at prototyping, failing fast and adapting right? Design for that evolution. Wow, I know that I'm doing this next piece is a two-month prototype, and then I might run it for six months. I might run it for 12 months, and by then, it will probably be out of date for me, for, you know, like, like oh, that business is so 2010. Stop that. <laughs> yeah, we're so over it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's always, um, to me, an excitement uh, rather than a a dread of I'm going to build this plan and I'm going to build it out and it's going to I'm going to get it wrong. Yeah. Well, the truth is, it's mine. I can't get it wrong. But everything always continues to change, so I can't get it right forever. So I may as well just dive in and play. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. Thank you for saying all that because it, you know, I have a lot of stuff. You know, you've heard there are some marketers say, I set this up seven years ago and it's still bringing in money. And I'm like going, seriously, dude? <laughs> <laughs> that's like so, what, so 2010, as you said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, but are you having fun? <laughs> So, so many businesses fail early on. What makes you different? What keeps your, your, motivated, your motivation for keeping going? Mm. I, uh, I think that depends on your perspective on failure, right? In the adventure motorcycle world, I, I ride my motorcycle touring and go camping and off-road and so on. And uh, when one of our motorcycles takes a nap, which is the way that we say we fall over, um, the first order of business is to stop and get a picture. Even better if you can get a picture of you standing on top of the motorcycle laying down and post the heck out of it. So what would be considered a failure, right? You fell down. What kind of skill is that? Is actually seen as more of a badge of honor for having lived all the way to the edge. Right? Oh, in skiing, we used to say, if you're not falling down, you're not trying hard enough. It's true. And so what keeps me going, hell, on a small scale, it's the mortgage, right? I'm in a business. I make money. If I don't make money, it's a hobby, right? So, and I have plenty of hobbies too, right? That's <laughs> yes, we but, all do. <laughs> but on a large scale, why, why do I keep doing my own business instead of going getting a J-O-B? Um, 
it's because of that commitment to really shift the fabric of our society. I really want to replace the the greed and exploitation-based corporate dinosaurs with our business as a force for good. You know, that's the B Corp motto. And we're getting more and more so that we vote with our values. We purchase with our values. I want to also be earning with my values. Yes, I agree with that. part of that is to make sure that everybody who wants to be on their own, contributing to society, contributing to the upliftment of people or the environment, is able to sustain their business. Mm -hmm. My vision of a better world requires them to be able to stay in business Mm -hmm. so that they're making it financially and they're having enough fun that they're sustainable energetically. Mm-hmm. That's why I can't afford to get a job. I, I need to be having this kind of a contribution so that our overall economy is shifting so that your grandkids, my grandkids, their grandkids have yeah, a hope frankly, of a better world. I think we're unemployable. <laughs> I tell her I'm people, I'm unemployable and certainly unmanageable. <laughs> well, I'm manageable, but not employable. <laughs> and because, uh, you know, what happens is that when you're, when you know more than the, the bosses, it's kind of hard to work for them, right? Yeah. So what's your biggest challenge now? <sighs> you know, in all honesty, I love the design phase for every new client. And the joy of getting those solutions built out and they're often flying. Um, my challenge is I forget to go back and ask for testimonials and referrals. So, so I'm like, that was great fun. Next. As, and that leaves kind of a hole in, uh, in my website and, and in my portfolio. Um, and the cost of that is that I, have to go and find new people and explain it all over again rather than be able to say, hey, go look at the testimonials. Yeah, or so, asking for referrals from your current clients. So that's yeah. another one is, uh, that's one I don't do. I do get the testimonials. Yay! <laughs> yeah, because a lot of times if they're in class and I'm recording them, then I'll say, is it all right if I use that? <laughs> right. <laughs> so what's a tip? or two that can help listeners get started with taming their chaos painlessly. Okay. You know, we've talked, we've talked a fair amount about our personal productivity system Mm -hmm. in the old days with David Allen's getting things done. We Mm -hmm. used to categorize all of our tasks based on where we were going to do them. Mm -hmm. The ones to do at the office. These are the ones to do on the phone. These are the ones to do. No, 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 no. Well, the truth is these days, pretty much everything's on the computer, or at least on the phone. I mean, it's the technology, so that's not useful. But what is useful is to categorize our tasks based on the quality of energy that I need to be in to get that done. Mm -hmm. So if I categorize my tasks as focused, creative, connecting, um, mindless, right? You said that you were putting away things when you yeah, were that's in mindless, mindless state, right? Tiring because making decisions is tiring. Right. But mm-hmm. knowing that you have a list of useful things to do that move your agenda forward, even in that energy, mm-hmm. 
means that you're not just wasting or spinning or whatever. Mm-hmm. So being able to pull up my to-do list and say, okay, it is, I've just had my morning coffee. I'm ready to focus. What's on the focus list now? I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, it really so helps. You, you, have, you have a wonderful free gift for people. I do. I do. Um, you know, when you're going to jump over a big puddle, you rarely start from a standstill. Right? You, you, you take two steps back so you can get a running start. Mm-hmm. And it's the same when you want to move your business forward. You need to create a little running room. So what I did was to take eight of my favorite little instruction guides out of my library and put together those. And they're all things that you can do in 10 minutes or less. Right? Awesome. Awesome. Yes. I, I went through them. <laughs> yeah, good, good. So you reclaim <laughs> your time and attention. So you're creating just that much running room so you can be able to take that next leap forward with your business. Yes. And, and how can people get a hold of you and get the gift? That is at my website, purposedrivenprocess.com mm-hmm. forward slash 10 dash minute dash tips, 10 minutes. Yes. And uh, you can find it also just on the front page of Pur- Purpose Driven Process. Yes. It's like a little sign up box. I, I, I went and looked. <laughs> yeah. I, it's the best I, I can say to... I would have figured you would have been so organized that it had to be on the front. (laughs) (laughs) I I want everybody to have that. Yes. And, you know, I I know that every time I uh, create a new process, especially a hands-off process where before, you know, like getting guests, I was going to different meetings and then having to have a call and then, you know, sending this and sending that and doing it all by hand. And it was like really long. And now I have a link and I just given the link. I'd love to have you on my show. Check it out. Here's the link. Boom. And then they can fill it out and or not. (laughs) (laughs) And then I set up an appointment and we're off to the races. Right. Yes. Because you've got better things to do. Yes. And I'm just like going like, duh, why didn't I do this before? (laughs) So, so just something that simple has really lifted a big burden off. And then I have all the information in one place. It's not going anywhere. That's right. I love that. Yeah. Easy to find. Exactly. So I'm so delighted that you got to join me on the show today. And you gave wonderful, wonderful, not only just organizational tips, but actually also there a little bit of healing in there too. Mm-hmm. Like talking about how, you know, being able to do things your way and, you know, organizing it in such a way. Like I'm, I'm the kind of person that can do the hierarchy, but that's because my science brain is kicking in. <laughs> Not my healing brain. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. It's been a lot of fun. I love this. Okay. Thank you for listening to Scientific Healing and for our fascinating guest, Karen Fritz. You can connect with her again at purposedrivenprocess.com. Let's you and I connect. Go to scientifichealer.com forward slash energize me to check out my certification program to help you thrive as a healer or coach while building out your practice. When you're ready to learn more, I invite you into a conversation right now 
I've reserved time on my calendar at scientifichealer.com forward slash appointment. This is Dr. Anastasia Chopolis. Until next time.